Uh, hello, fellow humans. Chris here. So, that happened. Um, you know that movie, uh, Godfather 2, where he says, uh, the moment I try to get out, they bring me back in. It's kind of how it feels this last year, you know. Uh, I've really tried to not do politics too much, but uh, somehow uh, this last year has just been been kind of hard to avoid some of these conversations. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chime in on this one. And, uh, you know, I'm not, as I say, a lot of times I can't, I can't keep up with all this stuff. And I know that uh, other more, more prominent YouTubers have already addressed this. So I don't know if I'm going to bring anything new to the table, but I have to give my two cents anyway. Um, the first thing I was thinking about was uh, that movie, The Dark Knight. One of my favorite movies of all time, um, the Joker, you know Heath Ledger's Joker. A lot of great quotes in that movie. Um, one of the ones that kind of stuck stood out to me today was the uh, the line about these civilized people. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. When the chips are down, they'll eat each other. And then, of course, I'm an agent of chaos. Introduce a little anarchy, upset the established order, and everything becomes chaos. Obviously, that seemed somewhat to fit with with the events of today. Um, but more particularly with, with the Joker, you know, um, there's also a line in The Dark Knight about where, where Batman says that the Joker is just a mad dog. I want whoever le- let him off the leash. That's how I feel about Trump. That's how I felt about him pretty much since he's since he was elected since well since the Republican Party embraced him uh, at the at the RNC ever since uh, Paul Ryan and Ted Cruz uh, Chris Christie people who were disrespected by Trump through the campaign um, just embraced him and they accepted him and they enabled him and this is what we got. In in The Dark Knight, of course, Batman is making the point that perhaps society, perhaps just the growth of crime within the city of Gotham, whatever it may be, something external created a situation for the Joker to happen. That's kind of what's happened here. And what I find to be interesting is you see Mitch McConnell on the Senate floor and he's talking about the importance of the integrity of the election and the will and the voice of the American people must be honored and we can't allow our government to become, to stoop to this level where this could happen. You have Mike Pence, Mike Pence actually doing his job doing the one thing that he's supposed to be doing, which is certifying the results of the election. He's not deciding the winner. He is literally taking the electorate and and certifying it. Uh, that's all he did. That's what he was supposed to do. You have Chris Christie. Chris Christie was on the phone with uh, ABC today um, imploring for Donald Trump to speak out, to say something, to condemn what's happening in Washington, D.C., and hey, that's great. You know, we we, we finally have a voice of reason. 
did what they were supposed to do. They're saying the right things right now. However, they're complicit in this too. You know, I hear a lot about, I hear a lot of people talk about anybody that still supports Trump today, after all this, is now complicit, much like Trump himself is complicit because of his rhetoric, because of his refusal to concede, flaming the, the fuel of, uh, fueling the fire, I should say, of, of this whole situation. That's all true, but these guys enabled him. They might, they might be acknowledging the problem now. They might be calling for Trump to do the right thing. But I'm never going to forget it. I'm never going to forget that they sold out whatever morals they still had in 2016 to support this guy. And as I've said before, in the context of the Iraq War, when I was a teenager... And in, in the context of the election itself, that I had believed that Trump was going to do this. I believed that Trump was going to use the mail-in ballots as, a, as an excuse for some sort of voter fraud. I believed that he was going to try to fight getting out of office altogether. We all knew who Donald Trump was in 2016. We knew who he was. Anybody that's been following this story from the beginning is not surprised today at what's happened, at what has transpired and what this situation has turned into. Nobody's surprised. It's a little too late for me to accept that people like Chris Christie and Mitch McConnell, even Mike Pence, are somehow on the right side now, it's too late. I mean, even George W. Bush released a letter today condemning what was happening in D.C. But he could have done more, too. You know, I, I know from past interviews, I don't think that George W. Bush has a particularly high opinion of Donald Trump. However, he explicitly would not take a side. He would not endorse Joe Biden because he doesn't do that. I don't know how much of a difference that would have made, but it, it could have made a difference even going back to 2016. Again, we knew who Donald Trump was. We know who he is. This is who he is. It's who he's always been. So, again, <laughs> with that not not a sense of, of false modesty, I, I don't think that I'm super smart person. I don't think I have some kind of gift of foresight. You know, I've said that before too, but if I was able to see this coming, I don't know how Republicans in Congress, in power, positions of power and influence, how they couldn't have seen this coming. And uh, if they could, they were willing enablers. And if they couldn't, they're just too stupid to lead. Either way, <laughs> we need a major change in Washington. And uh, this just demonstrates it more than ever. I think this is the end of the Republican Party, personally. I could be wrong. Maybe it's just, uh, just going to be a, a dent or a speed bump. But um, 
I don't know how they can come back from this. You can't say that you're a Republican who who doesn't support Trump if you voted for him. If you voted for him in 2016, this is you. This is this is on you too. Because again, we all knew who he was. This is what we were getting. And I don't leave the Democrats off the hook for this either. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, a lot of the top leading Democrats have also been enablers in their own ways. And the Democratic Party as a whole, I believe, failed us all in 2016 by handpicking Hillary Clinton to be the nominee. And I say that because they were sending out mailers. They sent one to me endorsing the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party endorsing Hillary Clinton for president when Bernie Sanders was still in the race, when they were still in the primary, and he was still very much a viable contender. That told me all I needed to know about the Democratic establishment. They they handpicked Hillary Clinton. They picked a bad candidate to go against who what should have been the easiest candidate in the history of the world to beat. So they're they're complicit in this too, in my book anyway. I really hope, I really, really hope that the United States citizens, the citizens of this country, do not ever forget this. Um, we have a history of being a little bit short-term memory loss type people. We have a little bit... Um, you know, we have a two or three month window of time where things are important to us and then we kind of just move on and forget. I, I really hope we don't do that here. We need to make people pay at the voting booths. I'm, I'm talking about voting here. We need to vote these people out. And that's, that's Democrats too. Because this whole, this whole system has failed us. You know, I just did this video on the three branches of government, and uh, I even thought about after the fact that I didn't really address anything current, you know, except for the impeachment, which is obviously a year ago now, but that's more modern, but in, in nothing really right now, nothing with what's going on today, more of just items in the past. But of course, when you talk about the corruption within the three branches, we can see it on display right now. And it's not just about it's not just about the three branches of government. You know, part of the point of my my video was that any system is only as good as the people that enforce it, whatever that system may be. The people that are in charge of it, the people that are responsible for its success. <laughs> in doing whatever it's supposed to do, the Capitol building should not be able to, to have what happened to it today happen. Windows smashed in and, and, and people just storming the building like that. Um, you know, if that was a military base, people would have been shot. If they were black, they would have been shot. Um, the fact that no tear gas was needed when, you know, 
like Brian Tyler Cohen mentioned how they, they probably used up all the tear gas on those peaceful protesters outside of that church that Donald Trump needed to do his Bible photo shoot from. This whole thing is very concerning to me because it shouldn't have happened, of course. Um, that level of terrorism, really. And a lot of people on, the pundits on the news are talking about anarchy, but it's terrorism. By definition, it's terrorism. Um, but we need to really step back as a country here and realize that Trump is the mad dog, but our system of government let him off the leash. We we set this up in motion six years ago when the primary seasons first started, and we we humored this man, this monster, this complete buffoon who is just a narcissistic child who is incapable of being a man, <laughs> frankly. I mean, taking accepting a loss with with dignity. I actually had my son uh, sit next to me for a while while we were watching some of these events unfold because I'm teaching him how to play chess and... I also try to teach him about being a good sport and not getting too excited when he wins and not getting too emotional uh, when he loses and being able to accept a loss and it's okay and you know you say good game to the other person and explain to him what was happening and what Donald Trump was doing and uh, it's it's sad when your six-year-old son has a better understanding of how a grown-up should act than actual real-life grown-ups. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> and um, anyway, I had to I had to address it, and um, maybe I'll share some more as things continue to to happen tomorrow and in the coming weeks. I'm really looking forward to the day that we don't have to talk about Donald Trump anymore. Um, but again, as others have said, as, as Bo of the Fifth Column says a lot, Trump may be gone, Trumpism won't be. It's going to be around. And um, just like the Republicans enabled Trump to become what he is for this country, Trump has enabled um, a lot of deranged people in this country to behave the way they've behaved today. And I don't think it's over. Um, I don't know if it's going to get worse or better um, as these events happen, but but it is, it's going to happen again. It's not over. And um, we just have to be, be vigilant about it and um, protect the people that we care about and try to make smart choices. What Trump said when he came out was just incredibly irresponsible. First thing he said was, I feel your pain. The only time I've ever heard him express empathy. And that was true empathy. I mean, that felt like sincere empathy. And then he goes right into how this election was stolen. He validated everything that they were doing. 
you know, <laughs> you also always hear this, the, the, the whataboutism always kicks in, right, when these things happen. And I, Oh, but what about when Black Lives Matter stormed the Portland building? Oh, well, what about when Donald Trump said that any anybody that uh, vandalizes or breaks into or uh, des- destroys in any way uh, federal buildings should get a minimum of 10 years in prison. But the people today are very special people that he loves. There are so many layers of what's wrong here. Um, white privilege, uh, Confederate flags, uh, and an inconsistent application of justice, and uh, the fact that people can... The fact that the police were able to de-escalate and end this situation today. What I saw on the TV, the amounts of people that were storming the Capitol building, breaking windows, even somebody was shot and killed, that kind of mayhem, and the police were able to take control of that situation and get everybody out of there with no more loss of life that that I know of. If, if I if I'm wrong about that, I apologize. I, I didn't continue watching. I watched for several hours, but I didn't watch well into the night. Uh, new things may have developed that I don't know about. If that's the case, apologies. However, from what I saw, they were able to dis- de-escalate that situation fairly efficiently with minimal force. When you have the situations that we know about, Jacob Blake's and uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. When when those situations can't have an end result like that, it's really concerning to me. So I hope we don't forget this. Um, we need to hold Trump accountable for what's happened, but we need to hold his enablers accountable as well. So thanks a lot for <laughs> sticking with me. I know this was a little bit longer. I really appreciate it. Um, I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Um, if you like what you what you saw, if you if you could leave a thumbs up, I really appreciate it. If you made it this far, um, I, I I do appreciate it. And uh, if you if you want to if you want to humor me and hit that subscribe button, then that also makes me happy and makes me uh, more inclined to keep doing videos like this. So uh, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. And uh, hope you all have a great rest of your day. Stay safe and uh, take care of yourselves. And remember. Don't be afraid to question the consensus.